0: Are laying, are uni waves.
1: Are are express peo 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 peo.
0: express radio.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Be the Change on Air. My name is Lily Mott, and I'm so excited to introduce my guest, who is here in the express radio station with me today. Lizzie is in the studio, and we are going to be talking about her work with Cardiff Refugee Health Project, which is a student-led project raising the profile of refugee and asylum seeker health through education and advocacy. And that was definitely the very formal answer. So I'm really excited or the very formal explanation. So I'm very excited to learn about all of the work that Lizzie's doing, what the organization is doing as well. So thank you so much for coming. I'm so excited to have you here. I would love to get started by having you tell me a little bit about you and um, just who you are, what you're studying, what you enjoy doing, and then we'll dive deeper into the work that you're doing as well.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. And thanks for having um, me as well. It's really nice to be here. Um, so, yeah, I'm Lizzie. I'm a medical student normally, but I'm actually doing a year in global health this year um, but at Cardiff. Um, and yeah, so I'm here sort of with the Cardiff Refugee Health Project, which is a group that we started um, mainly in response to the government's uh, proposed bill to send asylum seekers to Rwanda. Um, it follows sort of like years of really hostile and really inhumane policies, and so we sort of wanted to do something in our own small way to address that and sort of show that actually there are so many people who do care, um, despite like all of these horrible policies that are coming out. Um, so yeah, some of the like the work we do, um, we sort of have like four main projects. Um, one of like, the really exciting ones is we work in um, Oasis Refugee Centre, which is down the road in Splott. Um, we go every month and do sort of health awareness sessions, which is more just raising awareness of like how to navigate the NHS, how to book an appointment with your GP, that kind of thing. Um, we're also working with um, GP surgeries across Wales to try and um, help them be more accessible to refugees and also more generally to patients that groups are often excluded from healthcare. Um, so people like homeless people as well often face the same sort of barriers when it comes to like getting an appointment, that kind of thing. Um, and then one of the new projects that we're trying to get going this year is making translated infographics on health um, topics um, because like, language barriers are a really big issue for lots of people, whether it's knowing sort of the basics of how to go about getting involved in like booking an appointment or whether it's about just understanding important things about diseases.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Tell me about why you got involved in the organization as much as you're comfortable sharing um just tell me about that background for you and what motivated you to get started with this
0: yeah so I'm sort of as I said like it was just in response to these policies that were coming out um and I didn't have loads of experience and I guess that's probably one of the things that I've really taken away from this is that like even though we a lot of the time we don't have the answers at least we've got the the motivations, and there's so many people that are already working in this area that we can start to learn from other people too. So I sort of got involved so I wanted to do something. Um, and me and Makeda, who's um, now graduated as a doctor, but was a Cardiff student as well, we set this up um, and just sort of put out uh, messages on Facebook and um, sent out emails and stuff. And we were really, really overwhelmed with like, such positive response and how many other people wanted to get involved too. Um, so since then, it's like a, a group of us now that are really active, um, sort of doing all of these different projects. Um, and we've tried to, there's there's so many other people working on this area in Cardiff as well. So we've made like connections. It's just been really nice. Um, and I guess like one of the reasons I got involved is just that I really enjoy organizing with other people. And I think it's always so inspiring to be working alongside people that are equally passionate and um,
1: yeah, just involved in this kind of work. Yeah, definitely. And did you mention are you studying medicine? Are you going to be a doctor? Uh, that... That's the plan. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> <That's the> plan. <laughs> Definitely. So it all kind of ties together a little bit. That's, yes. That's, yeah. That's awesome. Yes. So tell me about what you're interested in specifically in the medical field. Um, does it have to do with the work that you're kind of doing now with this project? Tell me about yeah, that.
0: Yeah. So um, I'm actually studying global health this year, okay, which is okay. kind of um, the bigger picture of health and um, sort of think like WHO, the mm-hmm. World Health Organization, that kind of stuff. Um, so I guess I'd love to work something within that capacity but um, yeah I'm still very undecided on what I want to do specifically <laughs> yeah. but I guess uh, whilst we're like predominantly a health group um, we'd love to like expand beyond just medical students and also we work really closely with the Student um, Action for Refugees so that's the star group in Cardiff um, who are a fantastic group running lots of like conversation classes down uh, with the refugee centres as well Um so Yeah, sorry, I can't remember where I was going with that point. Um, uh, But, yeah, so sort of in terms of, like, where I see myself working, I
1: think it's, yeah, it depends. Yeah, definitely. And I think that I'm going to try to talk with them, actually, on a later episode, hopefully, Um, with the the star, uh, with someone from Star, hopefully. Um, But tell me about the, I guess, the events that you've already done, some of the different programming that you've done, What have you been involved in? Kind of paint a picture of what those look like. And um, I would love for more people to get involved, of course. So tell me about what you've done. And then maybe we'll touch on some events coming up as well. But yeah, tell me about some of those that you've done so far. Yeah, so um,
0: one of the things we do really regularly is going to Splot where we do Mm -hmm. our our... sessions raising awareness um, of different health issues and that kind of thing, um, and that's really fun. It's, we always get treated to a really lovely lunch there, which Aww. we join all the um, asylum seekers and refugees working there um, for, um, and it's always really interesting um, just to hear everybody's different experiences, um, often some really hard stories to hear as well, but um, I always come away f- with sort of such a sense of hope of all the people that are um, working so, for so much sort of common good within the, the refugee space. Um, so that's like one of our projects. Um, we've done quite a lot of training sessions as well um, for younger years of um, medical school, but also we're trying to reach out across the NHS as well. Um, so one of the big campaigns that we support is a really fantastic campaign called Patients Not Passports. Um, this is a campaign against um, a set of policies which are known as the hostile environment. So the government over sort of the past decade have deliberately tried to introduce these policies to make um, certain areas of living in the UK as uncomfortable as possible for um, asylum seekers, undocumented migrants, for example. So some of the things include like sharing data between the Home Office and patient records, which is obviously a breach of confidentiality, um, or t- trying to charge um, people for services. So currently there's a massive campaign going on for a three-year-old who owes um, something upward of like 30 grand oh for um, some treatment for her liver. Um, a really rare liver cancer that she got um, and it's really tragic stories like this which um, I think people often aren't aware of um, so we aim just want to raise awareness of that but be show that we can really make a difference so um, whether it's us talking as medical students or coming from the healthcare profession, but also just more generally, whether it's talking about hostile environment policies or other policies, um, we have such powerful voices. Um, f- specifically in Wales, actually, because Wales has is much more lenient within their refugee policies, um, which is really positive. And if we can continue on that, then it sets an example for the rest of the UK to adopt um, sort of uni- uh, nation of sanctuary policies, mm-hmm. which Wales currently has. And I think it's important to recognise as well. We're coming up to like the election period, so. Um, politicians care like now more than ever about what we're saying mm-hmm. so if we do turn up to those protests and we're actually um, we're showing you know what we do think and what we don't stand for um, and the UK is a powerful voice in the, the global space as well so if we can like we're, we're privileged in a way that we can lobby our government and that's how sort of how I see we can make a difference sort of more fundamentally as well yeah um, so we support those campaigns as well um, and we've got a bunch of other projects
1: going on as well that's so exciting so for someone who's not familiar with the UK healthcare system, for example, or just kind of the nuances like you're talking about with some of those materials that may not be translated into other languages, things like that, what are some of the biggest challenges that refugees and asylum seekers may be facing when they come to the UK, maybe when they come to Wales in particular? Can you tell me a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, so, so many challenges. I, yeah. I could I could go on all day, but um, just sort of to, <laughs> I guess, section it up. Um, the first is just uh living in the uk going through the asylum process whether that's if you've got a health problem or not is so challenging um, people will be living in it's called hotels but often the hotels are really problematic conditions they'll be moved around all over the place um, often with very little warning um, and a, actually a really sad example of that is somebody who i was talking to at oasis and um, and he was really happy and i was like oh why are you so happy and he said i've just been given a home um, and that's because he previously had been in a hotel and then his asylum claim got approved and he got 28 days to find a new house, find a new job and do all that admin, um, which is just not possible. So um, he'd then been sleeping in Roth Park on a bench for a, a good few weeks. So that's sort of just well, the first thing is it's is a very unpredictable and very challenging process to go through. Um, when it comes to healthcare, care, um, people face a lot of barriers, whether that's just sort of everybody, like whether you're asylum seeker or not, you have to know how to go about finding your GP, that kind of thing, and then um, I think a lot of people face problems um, when it comes to like registering for a GP, so um, it's really important to know you don't need a proof of address or a proof of ID to register with your GP, but sometimes that's confusing, um, so it's important that we make sure that, for example, receptionists are aware of that and don't ask for those details. Um, language barriers are just a massive issue, um, trying to navigate or communicate difficult things. Um, and also these hostile policies which I talked about earlier. So luckily refugees and asylum seekers are actually exempt from a lot of those policies, but because they're designed in a way to make people feel threatened and feel uncomfortable, people are either inadvertently sort of swept up in that um, like fear, and so they think, oh, you know, I, I would rather just not go and get this problem seen to, um, or people do get inadvertently targeted. So there's cases of people being charged or being... In, um, questioned for charging based on like their surname for example if they sound foreign and that's clearly a racist policy and if it's a racist policy we shouldn't be accepting it and that's sort of fundamentally why we're so strongly supportive of
1: this campaign. Yeah yeah that's that's interesting and I think even for me with registering for my GP I know a couple of other American students that came here and that was difficult for us and English is all of our first language. Yeah exactly. And just the process was Difficult, yeah, um, and yeah, I think that we certainly don't have those same barriers. So, I can definitely attest that I think the work that you're doing is very needed, and uh, and I think it's exciting to learn about, and definitely not something that I think I was aware of. And something like you're saying, there are a lot of these nuanced parts of the process that people should be aware of, and I think that's such an important part of the work that you're doing.
0: Exactly, and I think uh, yeah. like awareness raising is so important because. I very rarely have come across anybody who said oh you like I do think it's a good idea like nobody really yeah, wants to start yeah. charging people for like healthcare you, you know we're so proud of our NHS as a service for all um and I think yeah it's raising awareness people some people are just um, unaware that we have this and that it's being supported by our government so mm-hmm. I think that's a massive thing and it really reminds me that so many people do care about refugees and asylum seekers and there's so much solidarity um, out there which is really positive to see and that's why I guess sort of in the theme of your podcast Be The Change it's really nice to recognise that we can actually make a change and there are so many groups whether that's in Cardiff or beyond that are organising so powerfully
1: against yeah. them. Yeah I think even you and your organization and just this being a student led project that you're doing you going out there and showing people that you do care and having these conversations with people is so important just in itself because i think people see that of course there are people that care and there are people that want to learn and want to support and i think that just offers great solidarity for anyone who's struggling with these issues and there are people looking out for them and i think i think that in itself is really important, so I love it. Um, tell me about some of the events that are coming up in the future. Um, what are ways that people can support you and support the work that you're doing with the project?
0: Yeah, so lots of really exciting things coming up, and definitely we always want more people involved. So, um, beginning with like our project, if you are a medical student, um, we will be sort of getting a new team together in summer, so keep an eye out for that. But also, I really want to make sure that uh, we're, like. Um, we're open to other healthcare students too. So we're a very new project. We're just about to turn to, I guess, um, (laughs) this September. So um, we really want to expand to include other um, healthcare students, um, but also other students too. So as I mentioned, one of the projects we've been trying to um, get going for a while now is our translated infographics. Um, This is actually based off a project that I I did previously during COVID and it really just highlighted how much appetite and need there was for translated materials. Um, So I'd love to, maybe be in contact with more graphic design students or anyone who's got experience in speaking other languages to help us create those so that's I guess one of our projects but also just to uh, generally stay up to date so we're on social media which is at Cardiff Refugee Health Project Um, and we regularly put on there um, sort of just general things about what's going on in the news Um, so it's again staying informed as you were saying earlier sort of not uh, so many of us aren't aware of the issues that people are facing and I think just generally staying informed is really important because then you Start to recognise, oh, like maybe there's this small thing that I can do that does make a difference. Um, I mentioned already as well that we um, we work really closely with Cardiff Star. Um, they're a really fantastic group. They run conversation classes I think every Thursday, um, which anybody's welcome to join in for. They've got their um, Refugee Rhythms event, which is a fundraiser, which is always really fun coming up too. Um, and just in generally, as I mentioned in Cardiff, uh, we're really lucky that there's so many um, groups sort of organising in person. So just to explain a little bit about the asylum process. Um, When people arrive in the UK, they tend to start off in London but then they'll be distributed to one of about six cities and Cardiff is one of them which means that we've got a really big population of refugees and asylum seekers here. So there's so many groups, whether that's like an LGBT group, whether it's a women's cooking class, there's so many different ways that people can get involved Um, and even beyond Cardiff or whether it's not an in-person thing, there's obviously so many fantastic charities out there, things like Care for Calais, Choose Love, um, which are all organising whether that's sort of lobbying whether it's um, fundraising and I know it's cliche but there really is something that everybody can do and this is such a uh, like intersectional issue that whatever skills you've got there's definitely somewhere you can
1: contribute yeah yeah there's definitely space and I'll definitely link all of your information for the project and all the social media networks and things like that in the in the description too so people can contact you and if they have questions or if they want to reach out i'm sure that you're more than willing and you were very oh, totally, you were yeah. awesome when i reached out to to try to schedule this Brilliant. so i can attest
0: um yeah and just sort of that i guess one of the other really things like fun things that i love about this is that we've come into contact with so many other like people and so many friends that we've made or networks we've made through this yeah um yeah. so like whilst i obviously feel like it's really important that we're engaged in this i've gained so much myself like yeah. some of my closest friends are people that i'm messaging every day being like oh you know like hope you're having a good day and also have you sent off this thing. You know, like, it, it's
1: working in these spaces which is so empowering and so inspiring to be around, like, other people Absolutely. doing the same jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You meet amazing people that share your passion or they're passionate about something else that gets you inspired. And yes. I feel like so yeah, often totally. it's kind of this, yeah. <laughs> this effect, this spiral where it's just – you know, good stuff, and then more good stuff, and friendships, and amazing people, and that's why I do this work. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> the I people see. that I get to meet—it's um, just so inspiring, so motivating. So, what is the change? I feel like we've kind of talked about it a lot, but what is the change that you are hoping to see in the Cardiff community through the work that you're doing? What is the impact that you're hoping that this project has throughout Cardiff, either on maybe the student community, maybe the Um, refugees and asylum seekers that you're working with tell me about that impact that you're hoping to have through this work that you're doing um i think there's so many like things
0: we've got lots of ideas in the pipeline and so many things i'd love to see um i think currently we're really working on trying to improve the education around refugee health so i'd love to see that as more um whilst there is teaching i'd love it to be a bit more of a focus and a priority um i think in general i'd love to See these policies that I spoke about earlier abolished. Um, I could talk about these in a lot more detail, but there's so many reasons why they should be gone. Um, Not only are they sort of racist, as I mentioned, or they're against the the philosophy of the NHS, but um, if we look at it sort of logistically, they don't work either. Like they cost more money to actually implement than they ever will, like return from the charging, that kind of thing. Um, So I'd love to see those policies gone. Um, And more beyond healthcare, um, I'm committed to uh, stopping Rwanda, like so many other people. So I know we keep hearing of stories, of uh, whether it's Sule Braverman or Priti Patel, talking about this. their dream to send, these are their literal words, the dream to send people on boats. It's my dream to stop that. Um, And I just, I would love to see the sort of solidarity that I've seen reflected in in these spaces, reflected at a national level. And actually, um, if we can start to make safe routes for people to come here, um, then we'll stop hearing all of these, stop seeing all these deaths happening in the channel which are so preventable and sort of just to like attest to that. um, Some of us from our project went to Calais last summer to do some volunteering there. Um, And I remember it was on my last day and I was talking to somebody who, one of the um, asylum seekers who um, I'd been, I'd sort of like seen him a few times that week and I was saying, you know, like it was lovely to meet you. I'm going home tomorrow so probably won't see you again. And he said, oh, where are you going to? Um, And I was like, oh, I'm going back home to the UK. And he was like, oh, I'm going to the UK tomorrow as well. Um, And he told me you know, he's, he's got a boat lined up and he's got, to, he's got the dinghy and all of this kind of stuff and they, they've got to meet at the middle of the night. Um, and I was getting on a coach at that same time. And it's just really put it, you know, such a contrast. Of what is it about me that means I can go on a coach whereas you have to risk your life to do this? So I think overall I would just love to see this humanity, which I've experienced so much of within these communities, reflected in our politics, um, which is fundamentally just making sure that everybody has access to safety, which is really a human right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's such a powerful story too. And I think that contrast, like you were saying, it really makes you think about your own life and I guess the lives of others. And it's kind of just empathy in motion, you know. And exactly. And yeah, that's quite a big, so a big quote that
0: I've heard quite a lot, which is um, what is uh, what's the difference between you and a refugee? And yeah. it's luck. And that is, that is
1: fundamentally it. And we've yeah. seen that in so many different ways. Um, so, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's so important. Thank you for sharing that story. That's, that's amazing. Um, so I have kind of a signature question that I like to ask as my last question for my guests. Lots of young people want to create change, want to make a difference, but they may not know how to get started with that work. What advice do you have for those people who may be listening? Um, God, where to start? Okay,
0: <laughs> I'd say first of all is to see what groups are out there um, because there are so many groups um, whether that's in Cardiff or beyond um, and whether that's an issue about refugees or whether it's about for example climate change or um, race or all these other really important issues and um, a lot of them overlap too obviously and um, so I think first of all just finding a group um, and if you're maybe worried about um, like joining a new group there's always so many different like ways in whether that's like a lot of groups run introductory zoom calls sort of every week or something so you can always join them to find out more um or just sort of following them to see if they've got events coming up that kind of thing um so i think first of all um getting involved with what's out there already is a great way um they'll also have um lots of roles that they need fulfilling so whether it's like oh we need somebody to help us make social media posts or we want to organise a fundraiser maybe we need somebody who can help us contact all these people to make that happen and um, so I know I mentioned it already but genuinely whatever skills you have there's definitely a space for them within organising and activism um, secondly I think like to connect with people um, I think it's always sort of bounce ideas of other people and we had a really lovely experience where we got our social media going and we were just posting a few pictures of what we've been doing Um, and we heard from some similar students organizing in St George's Uni. We also work really closely with some students working in Birmingham and so just forming those connections has allowed us to um, share ideas um, and reach out to like a bigger audience I guess Um, and Yeah, I think finally just to believe in yourself. Um, A lot of these issues politicians would like us to think we can't engage with or they're too big. Um, It's often overwhelming to get engaged because I think for me personally I think you know the asylum process is deliberately really confusing and I'm like well maybe I'm not the best person to be talking about this because I don't know what's the best like place to direct people to or that kind of stuff um but you don't need all those answers to get involved you just need the passion and the willingness to learn and um, as I mentioned sort of like connecting up with other people so I guess if I was boiling it down to three points my first thing would be to find a group that you can organize with um to reach out and like meet other people in this space um and just to believe that you can make
1: make those differences yeah I think that's so true and I love the willingness to learn point as well that you made at the end because I think if you're interested and if you're passionate enough and you want to learn about these issues that comes with time you know I think just listening and listening to people's experiences Yes. Yeah, totally. and just putting yourself in those positions to learn and to interact with people that maybe you wouldn't otherwise that's the first step and if you're passionate enough you can get there yeah Um, and I think that's that's great advice I I love it
0: and it's always like there's not like the right answer always as well I think yeah um I know there's some really good uh influencers I follow that um talk a lot about this like oh I'm not the perfect activist and like nobody is going to be perfect and going to be saying all the right things um but at least we can we can try and we can start to, like, change those things. And so, yeah, don't don't expect to be, like, a, a uh-huh. like the perfect personal like, know the right thing, because maybe that isn't the right thing. Um, and it's, yeah, it's all about collaboration. And I think um, I've got my laptop out in front of me and I've got this quote which I've saved as the screensaver, mm-hmm. which I just like. So like, it sort of sums it all up, I guess. I think it's by Margaret Mead. Uh-huh. I'd have to check. But um, it's, the quote is, Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. And I think that sort of sums up my sentiment really, but um, both for me personally, I've got so much out of working in these small
1: groups, but I can see the power that they have too. Absolutely. And I think I'm a big believer in all of it helps, you know, everything, especially if you're just putting out good energy and you have good intentions, every little bit counts. And I think that kind of ties into, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a huge group, it doesn't matter if you're the one holding the megaphone when you're protesting, it doesn't matter if you're the social media person who's it really, whatever you're doing, that's helping, you know? And I think um, that really ties in as well to your sentiment. And yeah, I, I totally agree. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at be podcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Next week, I'm going to be joined by Millie Mae Adams, who is Miss Wales 2023, as well as the founder of S- Street Doctors Exeter, a medical student, and so much more. So listen live to that interview next week. But until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. This was so fun. <laughs>